listening to the Siani Podcast, opening up dialogue surrounding the key issues in sustainable agriculture and food. Hi and welcome everyone to the Siani Podcast with me, Christopher. And I'm having three new guests from, uh, from the yesterday's event. Would you like to introduce yourself? So good morning, I'm Eddie. I come from Greece and I'm uh, two years now in Gothenburg. I study marine science in Gothenburg University and it's also my kind of second year and third time in Vecchio my place. Hi, my name is Conrad. I study ecology and political science and I'm in Gothenburg to do sustainability related courses at the University of Gothenburg. And I'm also very interested in the topic of sustainable food consumption and the transformation our food system has to go through. Hello, I'm Katerina. I'm um, a medical student and I'm doing um, two semesters abroad um, in Gothenburg and I'm from Berlin. Okay, nice. Welcome everyone. So uh, we met yesterday on the, uh, the event Veggie uh, at uh, My Place. And uh, you were there two two years ago, yeah. and this is the second year now. Yeah. Uh, would you like to uh, tell us more about the budget my place event? Yeah, sure. So the way I started going to Veggie, it was like I came here for an internship, so I needed like to get to know people and so on. So in the beginning, it was more a cultural thing for me, because from where I come from, it's not so well known, like sustainability, sustainability development, not mm -hmm. so well known. And then I met Moa, who is actually the woman that she started the Vacant Me Place. And we were an amazing group and we were cooking all together more vegan and vegetarian food. And this is actually the main idea. So through small groups of people, four to five people, to learn how to cook more vegan, more vegetarian and how kind of to exclude the meat and fish from your daily life, but also get to know new cultures through that new recipes like we met people from india or like thailand that the recipes are amazing and like really they are very creative and yeah so you get to know really a lot of people and through that you start thinking like what really is sustainability how can i change through that what can i change and how can i help how can i contribute and uh um, what made you sign up for the uh, for the event, Conrad? I'm I'm already vegetarian, but I also met Moa at at some kind of uh, student association for sustainability meetings, and there she told us about this um, whole project of Veggie at My Place, and I I have never heard of something like that before, and the sounded to me extremely extremely interesting because it combines a social aspect with a sustainability aspect and it it makes people think about it in a completely new way so um, I decided to to get involved and to have a look on on, on this project um, and I'm also thinking of implementing it when I come home maybe, yeah. when I get back to my home university in Vienna to, to maybe 
get this idea started there, mm -hmm. also for international students or something like that. So it's kind of a, of a learning process for me as well, besides the social aspect. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things that we want to do. Yeah. Like to main students bring the idea back to their home cities mm -hmm. and to their home universities. So it's more and more well known. Yeah, I talked yesterday to uh, Moa, uh, founder of the, uh, the event, and she, uh, she wanted to make it really easy for other students to bring the whole idea, so uh, like a database with everything you can download and just easily bring it to your home university. I think that's a really good idea. And they already have a very good website with all the recipes yeah. and, and all the people that contributed. Sharing, uh, sharing recipes yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. And uh, what about you, Katharina? Um, for me, it's a bit sim uh, easier actually because I um, just I read it um, on a newsletter um, on one of the rare occasions where I actually read one of the emails that mm -hmm. the university sent. Yeah. So it was really just lucky. Um, and I just thought it's just making food and eating food is my favorite activity mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought it would be nice and that's basically what I'm already doing every day already with the nice people that I met in my um, student housing but I thought it would be nice to meet some other people maybe as well from different countries and I was very lucky with my group. I'm absolutely in love with them already. Yeah. I have a very nice Indian guy called Pratik who is um, a yoga enthusiast and oh, also okay. is um, very happy to share all his original Indian recipes which I, I adore and there's also um, a guy from Finland and who is vegan and really wants to kind of spread the message. I'm quite excited and um, yeah so I'll look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And what is your expectations for the whole event? Just make new friends or uh, how do you say do you have any ex high expectations or? Maybe we can start like this because I kind of know which are the expectations yeah. so it's more like I um, do not have high expectations um, expect, except just for spending um, a couple of nice mm -hmm. evenings sitting down, maybe um, have a glass of wine, yeah. drink uh, <laughs> some wine, happy, eat some food, have some nice talks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the social component is equally important as the as the as the food component. Mm -hmm. I, I I think that's like. It's a combination of those. Yeah, that's what my expectations are. And to get to know some other kinds of, of cooking is, is another aspect I'm looking forward to because I know how certain cuisines work and how, how people from, from some cultures cook but there is so much more to explore and so much more to learn when it comes to the kitchen so I'm I'm really excited for getting to know new flavors and new spices and new recipes yeah, yeah it's a great way of also yeah like you said learning new get to know other people and as well their culture and how what kind of food they eat and it's a great um, and uh, what do you guys when we talk about local food, what do you guys? What is local food for you guys? Okay, what they have a lot in Sweden, 
I think you always have to go there and ask. Yeah. Like you can search online which products they have every season because mm -hmm. this is like seasonal and it's changing and you can go to the producer and like ask where is it coming from or like what do you have this period of time for example there are a lot of fruits mm -hmm. like strawberries that you have and the rhubarber and like blueberries and cantarelle mm -hmm. like the mushrooms this period of time but you kind of have to search some things yourself and yeah see the seasonality of the things and yeah and you guys think local food is uh, the solution for a more sustainable food uh, food system or yeah i do think so i very much like consumption wise i do believe in um, small economic circles mm -hmm. and more like anti globalization to to put it like um, yeah to exaggerate it maybe a little bit i really do believe that local produce and also the um, but not only consumer-wise, but really also kind of governmental steered should be supported. Yeah. But I think local is not the only thing because when it comes to food production, it's it's very important to to be aware of the methods you use. And I'm I'm a very much of an organic and enthusiast mm -hmm. because it's very important to not only act locally but to to have a conscious um, um, idea of how you treat animals and the soil and, and the crops and if it's only produced seasonally and locally there there is a lot of harm that that you can also put on on nature as well so I think there are more more aspects than only the local. It's also the packaging. It's also yeah. the social aspect of how you treat the workers. So, I mean, it's a lot of things you have to keep in mind. But there are several dimensions. I think when it comes to 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 groceries, and local is probably for me one one of the aspects you have to consider. Yeah. Also, there are some places, like if you go and ask them, that they really support sustainable development. So, for example, they bring products from abroad, but they really take care of how they bring them. So they will say, for example, if you bring them by plane, then we don't want your products because, you know, carbon dioxide. Or like we want to know how you work in your company. Like, do you include men and women? Because it's again part of sustainability like they have a lot of different laws in order to bring a product here which again kind of makes it sustainable are you talking about um like supermarket chains or are you talking about what it's mostly like organic food food stores mm -hmm. at least in Gothenburg, as far as i know that they're really they are really strict on the products that they have yeah. inside their places yeah it's true i don't think that it's very easy especially in Gothenburg, to consume um, locally and without packaging and organic, I must say. I've experienced it to be quite a challenge and it takes also some time to get orientated what is here because if you go to a normal supermarket, I, I feel like most things are wrapped in plastic like three times and also come from anywhere in the world. And, um, and then it's also a cost issue. 
I, yeah. I went to the local uh, farmers market here in Hauke and Nikolta, and um, I don't know, spent like a um, hundred crowns on like a little pumpkin and a little green leaf, basically. Mm. So it was quite like okay. But yeah. do you think you feel any difference in the taste, or is it just? Mm, for me, it's I I do not mind to spend money on good food, so that's why I'm not like. It didn't make me angry or anything, mm -hmm. or it, like it didn't annoy me too much. <laughs> it's it's fine, but I um I must say I do not I, with some things maybe. I mean, everybody has had the experience of having a really nice tomato locally from I don't know, not the very cool that has been in the fridge and that has been on the plane for five days. It does make a difference, but it does not make a difference with everything, and it also I think also concerning the vitamin content etc. It does also not make a difference with everything, but still, yeah, I just experience it as quite challenging. I must say. The feeling of of not eating a food that has a lot of pesticides in it is just is just another aspect that makes it feel more like that that makes the eating a better perception in the mm -hmm. end. I don't know. Then I wanted to say about what you said. Like I'm very new in this field, let's say. Then I started to search myself now that they are like small producers from from example from Skåne that they can give you like eggs or they can give you strawberries or they can give you like things that they produce in their field but of course in small quantities so you have to search for them kind of and then they say how they grow uh, like their vegetables, their fruits or you know their dairy products and so on and so you can come in contact with them and they have better prices because they are not like you know, the big producers, but they just, they produce some things for themselves and whatever is left, they're like, I have this quantity and I can give it to you. But still, I cannot tell you enough about this because I just started searching. I think there are many interesting projects and initiatives out there. It's just like, it is definitely also true that it um, takes a lot of effort um, and time if you really want to live and consume sustainable in your daily life because of course it will always be easy to, to just go to the village or the hemship that is around yeah. the corner and fill your bags it takes time to contact people to to search online where are the farmers markets where are the uh, the food saving initiatives where is all that and and yeah it it's it yeah it might make take some effort and it might also not be possible to do it um, like for everybody in the same quantity or like scale but I think it's definitely worth it I agree yeah I think it's also a big difference when you of course living in outside the city because in, in the city it's um, like closed food uh, food system and it's really hard to uh, it, like you said it's really time uh, challenging to just travel outside the city to go to the local farmer to, to buy those um, local stuff. It is time wasting. Um, so yeah, maybe in the future there will be um, better connection with the, with the countryside and the city, hopefully. But I think 
I think the, the, the perception that we have to spend as little money as possible on food and, and that what I can see that people in, in many cases are only eating for a, a kind of calorie intake that's, that's a decision many people make and, and that means that their priorities are, are somewhere else and they may spend time on, on something else than engaging with their, with their nutrition and, and food consumption. So there is, in my opinion, there is a responsibility in, in, in getting engaged and I don't want to, to offend people who are having families, small children, uh, like full-time jobs mm -hmm. that, that exhaust them and stuff like that. I know, I know that's, that's problematic, but overall I think that we have to get back to the... I don't know if it was better in former days. I think we have to get to a point where people are conscious about what they eat and how, how they get their food and and have to spend more time on that in general. I think it is like generally, I think you're talking about responsibility and how everybody has the responsibility. And from my experience, what people hate and avoid is responsibility. Like, and it's really the question, how much can you educate a society in general? Mm -hmm. Can a society be educated? And I think in some, in some ways it definitely can and it really also varies within different societies. For example, in Germany, I think what we are really, really good at is, um, how do you say, neutral. Um, separating trash? Uh, yes, separating trash. Oh, like everybody does it and it's very public and it's really in the public conscious mind. And I think that's something that's been happening in the last 10 to 20 years that it's really been imposed on the people and now people have integrated it and just everybody does it, you get shamed if you don't do it. And um, and that's one thing, but I think consumer decisions or consumer consuming is something else, it's really something that people do not want to be um, regulated upon. It's like if don't buy this, buy this, that's something else than like separating trash which is happening after consumption so that's easier for people to integrate but consumption is very much like freedom and like in a very individualistic society I think this whole freedom of consumption is something that people are always going to try to protect and I think that um, like it really has to come more from the government actually and yeah. some responsibility has to be taken away actually from the society um, so they don't even have to think about it uh, like that's my maybe a bit socialist perspective no, no, not at all um, but I think the responsibility of the, sing of the single person is not going to be reached on a big scale because people will avoid it will do everything to avoid it basically that's what I think exactly and when I think of local food, for example, what you said and how everything is connected to a more sustainable way of life. I can say, for example, that back in Greece we really produce our own local food and people are eating this food, but the problem is like, how is it produced? So sometimes everything is connected. So I feel like we don't really have, again, the education in our schools to learn like you have to get to know how everything is produced i mean even if you eat plant-based food 
like what is it is it included there like what kind of fertilizers they have used have they used them at all like everything really starts from education mm -hmm. and i think in sweden you're quite good at it like it's included and it's starting being there more and more mm -hmm. most people are not conscious about what happens and and what 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 it means i i think so i i also think that if you educate people in in that direction and if you start in the primary schools and and have a, a cooking together in the whole class for yeah like once a week and and you have this educational background and and if you get kids involved in this they will bring it home they will think about it they will integrate it in their lives i think that that could actually also make a difference i mean banning banning flights transported mangoes would also be be an option i would i would consider for example but or or raising the taxes for that yeah but mm. also also difficult even the governmental decisions like just another example from Germany, a couple of years ago the um, Green Party wanted to introduce a veggie day in all canteens of all workplaces in Germany um, once a week. So for example Friday there would only be meat-free and fish-free um, dishes for all, like, because there are big industrial canteens where everybody eats and people were raging about it. Like the, the Green Party had a, such a downfall from this and was like just for one day. Yeah. Because it's it's one day, and like and you really saw like what what is the problem here? Like the problem is that people do not want this to be imposed of them, and then all the liberals were like, "This is a freedom of consumption." Like how this is a green dictatorship. This is a whatever, and you really see like maybe in Germany it's not working because the psyche of the of the um, society apparently works differently so I think it's a kind of it's probably varies from society to society but you have to kind of understand what is the mindset of the society first where how what is the way to do it yeah. on the other hand I've heard of a project the city of Copenhagen is is doing right now and that is that they want to raise the 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 share of organic products in the public canteens to 90% is it I think without raising the prices for for the consumers and that involves all the hospitals all the kindergartens and um, how they are going to do this is to cut back on meat and that makes it possible and they are they are doing it and that shows again how much power the public hand has in this kind of decisions. Looking at Germany, I thought that maybe if like a different solution would be to just make the veg like the veggie dishes in the canteens much cheaper than the ones with meat. And I think that would probably grasp more like the German mindset. <laughs> yeah. And then people would just like yeah, that would make the consumer decision maybe easier for them and still having the feeling I have the choice but I just decide that I want to save a couple of uh, coins here um, instead of saying all is veggie and you have to eat it.
But also like about what you said, speaking of Denmark, like they have done so many steps that they are really amazing. So for example, at the moment, if you have a buffet and then there is food left, they say like after seven, for example, we have the food 50%. So like come and take it so we are not going to throw it away. And if you go to a restaurant, for example, that you can like pick as much food as you want, there are some places that they started doing this and they say, if you leave like more than an amount of food in your plate, then you have to pay also for that. Yeah. Which for me is quite correct. Yeah. Food waste is, is one, of the, one of the worst things in our food system because yeah. I've read statistics that say a third, up to half of all the food we produce is being thrown away. And then there are one to two billion people starving still on the planet. I mean, how is that even possible? And initiatives like that are, are really tackling that problem. Exactly. And again, it's your choice. So it's your choice how much food you're going to put in your plate. No one says put more, but then you have to pay more if you decide consciously to do it. And then it's also very good that they said now there are again some restaurants that they collect the, uh, the waste of the food and they started producing biogases, like for buses, for example. So now one of the buses, at least in Copenhagen, that is like, is doing a big, big route, is using biofuels to move, which is again inspiring, I would say. You mentioned mango, and uh, do you think we, I go back to the more sustainable way, do you think it actually makes sense to uh, uh, always have everything fresh in our supermarkets, it always has to be there every day, uh, it's far away transported, um, do we always have to have everything fresh, like far away avocados, mangoes? in supermarkets in like now uh, Nordic countries do you mean to have them there all year around yeah. or to have them fresh instead of the freezer for example yeah uh, I mean uh, fresh let's say fresh I mean I guess I don't know about their production, but I guess even these trees, they don't produce the same fruits all, all year long. Mm. How, so how can we have them like for the whole year? It's not actually possible, even it is like it's happening, but... Yeah, but we're going back again to the food waste, because we're wasting so much food. Do we always have to have everything like every day? Why can't it be just a few year, uh, months a year? just reducing a bit. I'm, I'm just playing with the thought mm -hmm. of rethinking how we're importing and exporting and... I think that's actually a very tough question in terms of society because if you ask people that would I think probably be the most um, the most uh, discussed thing because people don't want constraints on, on that I think yeah because some people want strawberries in January and some people want mangoes and some people want just to bake banana bread because it's their it's their 
I don't know, a favorite recipe and maybe they want to to prepare it all year round. So I I I don't think that we can get if it's technically possible to have fruits all year round and that is the case for most of the things today. I don't think we will get back from this I don't know. Same, I agree, because um, if you think about former, for example, socialist society that have existed, what probably made it hardest for people um, in these societies was, um, like my mom's from the Soviet Union, um, from the former Soviet Union, but I grew up there, and uh, she um, like tells stories when there was um, not a specific product for a month and months, and people were like looking for it, and I think this... Um, this um, lack of choice and this um, just not, just really brist, um, brist. Yeah. lack. Yeah, lack of, of produce is making it hard for people and um, that's why nobody wants to get back. People are really afraid of this um, effects of socialism basically. and. Uh, we have very much all integrated the um, capitalist um, abundance of, um, of consumption. I remember the first time I came in Sweden. It was so weird for me. Like I went to Stockholm six years before and we went in a supermarket and you had everything. And it was also my thing. And I could find, like you said, strawberries or like grapes and so on. And I was like, Oh my God, like they have so many things. Whereas if you were back in Greece, we had only like apples and oranges and bananas and like more like fruits that they were more seasonal, like bananas, they are not, mm -hmm. but they are all year around kind of, and still we produce them. And then I came here and I could find everything. And at that time I considered, wow, like you can find everything all year around. It was something amazing for me. But now that I go back to this idea, I think exactly what you said, like how is it possible to have everything all year around? It comes with a price and the price is mostly environmental. But the question is how can you step back if you've once had everything? Then it's yeah. difficult to teach people now you're going to have a little bit less choice and to make people like that change. But that's up to the government, I think. They have to uh, put down the foot, and because people are so, humans are so uh, adaptable to, to new change, they just need someone who push them in the right direction, because I think they are not able to take these kind of big decisions by themselves. So it needs to come from, from above and uh, especially when it comes to food consumption. Nobody wants you to come and tell you what you should eat. Then you will just go the completely opposite. That's my experience from... But then you can watch that vice versa. I mean, if people don't start doing something and you're expecting something from the government, then can you imagine the damage that the import and the export can have in this field, like the food consumption? Like people are getting extremely high amounts of money in order to import like the avocados and mangoes. And if the people like don't start 
stopping like eating these things in the wrong season, then the government, it, are they actually going to start doing something? I think one way would be to to raise taxes on environmentally harmful food or, or in general to adopt the taxation system to incentivize people to act sustainable and to to lower the taxes for locally organic seasonal food and, and, and stuff like that and small-scale farmers and to subsidize that and on the other hand to to raise traffics and taxes for for big multinational companies that that basically destroy our soils and our our future so people don't really have to choose between two products that are maybe different in their impact but cost the same price but maybe you could include the real price and the externalities in the price and make people pay the real price even though they can make a conscious choice and say okay i will buy this mango and maybe pay a lot more for it but i'm conscious of it and i'm willing to pay for it and then you can take the money and and restore somehow i don't know maybe it's gonna work like that i think that's an interesting thing you said um which also then again unfortunately because i really much agree with you but leads to um, another discussion um how democratic do we want our food to be, how accessible for everyone and if you say um, a mango or maybe a piece of meat if we're talking about the veggie thing is uh, something that you would have to um, pay a high price for um, then I think that's justified but it definitely it also means that we would steer towards a two-class food society sort of consumption um, society because um, some people would be able to afford it and a lot of people would not be able to afford it anymore and then this is like yeah then it's, true. it's just yeah. like this is a lux luxury product now mm -hmm. um, I can afford to buy meat but not you like not very many people may maybe that's true yeah. and then it's really the question who are we to tell a lot of people here in the society that they can't eat their favorite food now anymore. I mean, the, the thing is that we have to change the food system and, and transform it on, on, on the big scale in order to, to be able to sustain this planet. That's, that's a fact. And but don't you see that it's much easier for you than maybe you were skating social um, sure, help or something? So I am privileged. It's your privilege yeah. to yeah. save the planet and it's not not everybody has that privilege. That's true. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't get involved and shouldn't get started. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But yeah, it's just I think it is somehow a welfare discussion and also an uh, ecological discussion and it does not unfortunately go so well together. 
I think this is testing like all of the aspects actually from sustainability like you really touch the social part and you really touch like the more climate environmental part and we really like need to find a solution between the two of them and include also the financial part that yeah. a lot of people are also like it's very important for them so it's like there are three factors only but they are so big factors that you cannot maybe find the best solution to combine everything. I think so too and I think the, the reason why people don't have enough money is the same reason why, why nature is being destroyed and in my opinion that, that's exploitation, exploitation. And, and when people are being exploited and, and work full time and don't have enough money to buy, to buy food that's, that's produced in a good way then that's the same reason why why nature is being exploited. So I also don't think that 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 these targets have to work against each other. I think that's that's the whole picture of, of sustainable development and and of of getting away from a society and an economic system where only profits count. I don't know. Sometimes also I have the idea that the people with less money, let's say, like that they eat more sustainable rather than the people with a lot of money. So maybe like societies with like more developed, let's say, should start watching also this aspect. Like they, they eat more vegetables, they eat more fruits that they produce, they eat less meat. Yes, because maybe they don't have the money to do it, but on the other hand, maybe this is the correct way. Like, we need to do like them. We need, we need to change, and maybe they don't need to change their habits. Maybe we need to change their habits, and if we, like, exploit less, and if we, like, use our money in a better way, then maybe we can bring everyone in the same point. And yeah. Have a solution for everything, <laughs> or not? <laughs> no, I think that's. I think you're onto something there, yeah. and uh, I think that's. I think we have to round up here for today. Uh, really nice discussion with you guys. Thank you for being here, and uh, good luck with your studies, and keep on getting involved in. Uh, uh, sustainable, sustainability and food consumption. Uh, thank you once again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the Siani podcast. Feel free to get in touch with any questions. You can find us on Twitter at Siani Agri or online at siani.se.